Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website, linked in the show notes, to learn more. Firstly, can I thank Philip and the wardens, the vestry, for your very, very generous invitation to be with you over these days, and also to thank so many people Uh, individually and collectively, who have already shown us such wonderful hospitality. People often say there are too many to single out. Well, already there are too many to single out. Um, So thank you to all of you. And it's wonderful to worship together uh, on this, the Lord's Day, celebrating the Eucharist as the Lord commanded us to do, gathering us together in one body. From the Holy Gospel, according to Mark, everyone is searching for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the UK, we've been hearing some rumours. It appears that cathedrals, and those churches which are in some ways like cathedrals, uh, of which Westminster Abbey is one, are enjoying a bit of a regeneration. The source of this rumour? Chatter, of course. Gossip. Deans and presenters the length and breadth of our country are sharing anecdotes about how this last Christmas saw better attended services than in many previous years. Perhaps the pandemic has helped with people becoming more attuned to the fundamental questions of life, or maybe tourism is just doing its job. (laughs) Either way, it appears that curiosity at least is piqued. In today's gospel, the disciples say to Jesus, everyone is searching for you. There he is with his group of closest friends, an intimate circle around which is gathered a larger group or groups of those who are intrigued, fascinated, or beguiled by Jesus's personality, by his message, his miracles. And those closest to him explain that there is a kind of magnetism going on. What then happens is in some ways a bit surprising. Jesus doesn't seem to capitalize on this or luxuriate in the attention, and he certainly doesn't organize a focus group or a series of surgeries. He moves on. Now, we shouldn't mistake first century Galilee for being a straightforward equivalent to our own situation here in Wilmington or Westminster or wherever. But nonetheless, there is a confidence and a sense of movement in today's gospel, which we need to notice. So let's have a closer look at the gospel text. Having healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law and then performing healings and exorcisms for others that evening, Jesus finds time to rest and pray. His friends, perhaps bursting with pride, full of adrenaline, explain that everyone's after him. But Jesus responds, let us go to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. Notice the pattern. He tends Peter's mother-in-law. He cares for her. She serves him. He moves. That evening, he heals the sick. He casts out evil. He rests. He moves. 
quite an example for the early church to hear. There is a dynamism at play here which points us towards a potential dichotomy within the life of Jesus' followers. We can probably all imagine institutions, parishes, seminaries, where one or other of these dynamics is overplayed. Activist missionary or contemplative settled. But a parish needs to be both. Yes, close, focused, attentive care of one another in Christ. That is right at the very center of who we are called to be as Jesus' people. But there is also a sense that Jesus' mission moves. It doesn't settle to get stuck. How straightforward it might have been for Jesus just to stay around the Sea of Galilee, to avoid the roads to Jerusalem and to the Holy City itself, just focusing on his friends upon the Twelve. But act, rest, pray, move. In the couple of days I've already spent in your wonderful parish, I can already sense that both these dynamics are at work. You have a tangible commitment to the life of prayer and to care for one another. You're also extraordinarily hospitable to fresh faces. So this morning, before anything else, I want to celebrate our communion together in the love of Christ and rejoice in what you've been doing as a parish for nearly 300 years. And yet, the gospel still challenges us. Because in the, in the inexhaustible movement of the ocean of God's love, there is always more to be encountered, always. Yes, we have heard the good news. Yes, we are in a place where those two moves of activism and contemplation often sit together in harmony. But our gospel today teaches us that this is something we need to work at. And somewhere near the center of that question is how each of us responds in our personal discipleship. Not because the salvation of the world depends on us. Thank God it doesn't. Christ has already achieved that, and thank God he has. So why does it matter? Because in our own Christian lives, we will also know the pull of these dynamics. How much time should I spend in prayer and contemplation? How much time should I spend in pursuing projects which I believe show Jesus' love to the world? What should the rhythm be? Both really matter, fed by each other. And in both contemplation and movement, the quality of our discipleship will inevitably become noticed by others. And that has the potential to become attractive and inviting to yet more. I wonder how many of you swim. In so many ways, swimming is a very counterintuitive thing. If we're afraid of the water, or if we're new to it, there are some immediate lessons you have to learn pretty swiftly. Respect the waves. Stand for as long as you need to. But then, if we really want to learn how to swim, we have to push off from the side, to go. To realize that instead of flapping around, we can begin to trust, to allow water to do what water does, which is to support us. Then, 
we can learn to use our arms and our legs, become aware of our bodies, and even from time to time go underwater into the waves. Faith is not dissimilar. If we want to be more than mere tourists in the land of God, we have to jump in, learn to let go, to not quite be in control, and to trust a rhythm and a love which is beyond us and which is thoroughly impermeable to our own direction. The pattern in today's gospel is important. Our own consolation is not the end of the road in Christian discipleship because we are sent in Christ's own dynamism to accompany him on that road, to accompany him in that movement, on his mission of love, reconciliation, and healing. A parish church needs to incarnate this dynamic, as you holy people have done for nearly 300 years. Contemplation, yes. Activism, yes. And all because we have seen something in Jesus Christ and discovered that this faith is worth jumping into the swimming pool for. In fact, as the persecuted church teaches us today, in parts of North Africa, parts of the Middle East, in China, in North Korea, it's not only worth living for, it's ultimately worth dying for. Everyone is searching for you, they tell Jesus. The problem with the statistics with which I began this address is that they can make us rather self-congratulatory, especially if we see full pews and lots of smiles emerging after our Christmas carol services and our Easter liturgies. But even then, people still search, as we all do and must continue to do, because there is a longing for God at the heart of every human life which characterizes our createdness, a restlessness which, as St. Augustine taught us long ago, can only find its rest in Christ's love. That longing, that seeking in every human life, is Christ's gift. The English 17th century poet George Herbert describes this as a repining restlessness, a repining restlessness, a restlessness for God which is present as much in our weariness, in our grief, as it is in our joy. Everyone is searching for you, they tell Jesus, searching for him, not for us or for our structures and groups, however wonderful and grace-giving they may be. Our job is to wake people up to the fundamental reality of Christ calling us to life. Our job is to identify the longings and the hopes of the world and to model how Christ's kingdom of justice, peace and love is the answer. We invite people in to stay with us in order to journey in our company that company is fed together in the Eucharist and sent out to reveal Christ, the fundamental hope and desire of the nations. But, sisters and brothers, we shall find, as we are sent out, that Christ is there before we are. 
and that we ourselves are refreshed and converted to Christ once again in places and through people we might never have expected. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.